This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Can you just do this song together? From Betrayal to Betrayal gathered together in your name you're there in the midst of them we know you're yet tabernacle with us we lay aside every filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness your engrafted word which is able to save our souls speak to me as your oracle and minister life and faith to your people this evening in jesus matchless name we pray amen, amen. we'll be seated in god's wonderful presence hallelujah Romans 1 verse 17, it says, you know, I mean, I mean, the B part of it, it says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So, I mean, I, I want to talk about faith for daily living. It says, the just shall live by faith. And I know we've heard that so very much. And, you know, the top the talk about faith, the topic of faith, and everything that has to do with faith is what we talk about so very much, and the definition of faith. So I'm not going to be boring you with trying to like define faith to you uh, and tell you what faith is and what faith is not. But as we teach, you get to understand because the the the, the word faith has been bastardized so much in the church that the essence of faith has been lost. That essence has been lost. And so we need to understand. I mean, this faith we talk about is the faith that we are meant to live by. This is the faith for daily living. But you see, a lot of us talk faith, but we don't live by faith. You know, I mean, we don't see it in our life. And it's very important to understand. I'm going to be going straight to, you know, let, let's, let's read from the book of Hebrews 11. And before I begin to show you, I mean, I'm going to show you, I mean, uh, the, the two aspects of faith here. And, uh, and the expressions of faith. Hallelujah. Because I know Pastor Shala definitely would have taught so much about faith that um, we'll see where we take it from here. So Hebrews 11. I'll read from, let's take it from verse From, from verse 8. 
that's the faith to live by. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should go, he should after receive for inheritance obeyed and went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Hallelujah. I don't know if you saw what I just read, you know, and, and, and from here you can see you deduce one or two things and I want to take us as we begin to, to, to go together. And these two aspects of faith that a lot of us don't know, you know, the, the, the two aspects of faith that, that the, um, I believe the writer of Hebrew is Paul to a great extent. You know, and some theologians will tell you, no, it's someone else, not Paul. But I believe to a great extent it was Paul. And so Paul writing here, he says, by faith, Abraham, when he was told to go. Now, he was talking about the two aspects of faith here. The faith to go, you know, and in verse 9, he talked about another aspect of faith. He says, by faith, he sojourned. And that's the faith to wait. You know, there is the faith to go and there is the faith to wait. But a lot of us don't understand these. And, you know, what we're, you know, when we talk about faith to go, we're talking about faith in action. You know, I mean, the action of faith, you know, I mean, and a lot of us are used to the action of faith, the faith to go. But there is the faith at rest as well. That's, you know, the, 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 the faith that we're not used to. And we, 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 are going to be looking at it. And let me just put it this way. Hallelujah. I wrote something there when I said, you see, the faith to go is the energy of faith at work. The energy of faith in action. And to, the faith to wait is the confidence of faith at rest. You know, faith that enables you wait. You know, the waiting time is one time that a lot of us don't know how to handle. We don't know what to do at the time to wait. And that's when a lot of us make mistakes. And you see, another time that God is expecting you to wait, you know, I mean, if you don't wait well, you know, I mean, you, you definitely will not get the benefits that God wants you to get. You know, there is a, for nine months, a woman has to wait before she can have a child. Nine months, there is a waiting period. You know, that seed was sown the first month, and you have to wait for the nine months for it to mature, for you to receive. You know, what a lot of us know is that faith in action. When we begin to talk about fasting and praying, I've met people, a lot of people that talk about, I mean, fasting. You know, I've fasted, I've prayed. Maybe you're believing God for a life partner, you're believing God for a business, you're believing, believing God for a job, whatever it is that you're believing God for. And now we come on the altar and we teach you and tell you about faith, you know, how to exercise faith. And you you exercise your faith either by giving, either by, 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 by fasting and praying, or, you know, one service or one thing or the other that you do, that's faith at work. When faith is at work, man is at work. When faith is at rest, God is at work. And but what we are used to is that faith when we are walking. And so that after you have done all that, you hear people say, well, 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 Pastor, I fasted for 21 days. I fasted for 50 days. I prayed. I sowed the seed. I did this. I did that. And nothing happened. 
You see, that is what we are acquainted with, faith. And we expect that something will happen immediately. It was not just you. It happened to Abraham. Abraham had done all. God had told him, leave your father's house. Leave your kindred. Leave your country. And for a long time, nothing was happening. And he called God. He said, see, it's, it's this my servant, Eliezer, that's going to be heir of all things. He couldn't comprehend what God, the picture God was painting. And that's why he made a mistake. You know, because one other thing you understand, you see, for every will of God, there is always an alternative. For every Isaac, there is always an Ishmael. I say it this way, it's only an I-S, is the H that starts the, the, the difference. Isaac is I-S, Ishmael I-S. So it looks so very much. The alternative to the will of God always looks so very much like the will of God. I, I, Abraham was looking for a son to be an heir. And of course, Ishmael was a son. Everything Abraham was looking for, but that was not God's plan for Abraham. You know, if you don't know how to wait, what you get most of the time is the alternative to the will of God. So you must understand those two aspects of faith. Those two aspects of faith must be understood. Hallelujah. We hear great deals, you know, I mean, this day, about that faith that impels you to go, not so much about the faith that, 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 that you know, tells you to wait. And we want to look at it, just, that's, those are just the aspect of faith that I want us to look at. Hallelujah. And, and, and the Bible talks about Abraham, that God told him to go, and he went. It was by faith he did this. And that faith requires obedience. It says, when God told him to go, the Bible says, by faith, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. This faith requires your obedience. The faith to go requires your obedience. Faith, the energy of faith in action always requires your obedience. But the faith to wait requires your trust. You hear the, 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 the song, trust and obey, therefore there is no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust. That's it. When God wants you to wait, when God is working, all he needs for you to do is just to stay in a place where you can just trust him. Just wait. And as the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. For they shall mount up with wings as eagle. You know, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They will, they will soar. You know, if, if you know how to wait, it's important. That faith, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not dwelling on the faith to go. Because I know, we know, we know so much about that faith to go. But the faith to wait is what a lot of us don't know about. And that's why the Bible said in the book of of, of, of Hebrews 10, I think from verse 36, if you can put it up for us, it says, you have need of patience after that you have done the will of God that you might inherit, you might receive the promise. You see, patience is that waiting time. That is what is required when we talk about the waiting time. Patience. You know, most of the time we talk about, I mean, seed time and harvest. But in the true sense of it, it's not seed time and harvest. There is seed time, there is Waiting time and there is harvest time. You don't sow today and reap today. You sow, you wait, and before you reap. And so when the Bible talks about you must understand, and that's what this scripture is trying to make us understand. It says, for ye have need of waiting, patience, that after ye have done the will of God, a lot of us expect that after we do the will of God, we get an answer. 
Is that not so? That's what you expect. Bible says, no, that's not what you, you get. It says, after you have done the will of God, what you need is patience. You know, you have, you have, you have put in your order. Then, you know, the caterers, the chef, or whatever it is, they begin to prepare your order for you. They prepare it for you, for them to serve it all. It has to be prepared. Bible says you have need of patience that after you, you have done the will of God that you might receive. The reason a lot of people don't receive is because they lack patience. The Bible says as well, it says be not weary in well-doing for in due time you would reap if you faint not. Is that not what it says? Listen, you don't reap because you sow. You reap because you wait. It says for in due time, it says be not weary in well-doing for in due time, you would reap if you faint not. If you faint, you are weary before that due time, you will not reap it. It is not because you sow that you reap. It's because you do not faint. You wait it out. You say you have the need of patience. In, 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 in Hebrews 6, 11, it says, Be not slothful, you know, but be followers of them who through faith and patience... Do you understand this? You see, there, there are some things that are called the, the, the three cardinal virtues in Christianity. And now, we, we talk about them, but we, we, we probably don't really armor on them and, and do justice on them. And, and I, I, I'm just going to touch them briefly. I'm looking at my time as well. You know, we, 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 we're going to look at them. Hebrews, I mean, First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.3. I mean, the media can help me. I think it, it, it will be... It will, it, will be, it will be good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we're talking about this faith to wait that a lot of us don't have. You know, these are the three cardinal virtues in Christianity. The Bible says, this is Paul, after, when he wrote, was writing the book of Thessalonians, he started teaching them and talking to them. He says, he says remembering without season your walk of faith. And that's what we're talking about, faith for living. I'm, I'm going to dwell on the walk of faith for a little bit. It says, remembering, these are the things that you should remember. You know, there are some things you need to forget, and there are some things you need to remember. But most of the time, we, we remember what we should forget and forget what we, we should remember. That is the problem. When the Bible talks about remember Lot's wife, you know, a lot of us don't remember, you know. And, you know, in, 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 in Isaiah 43, I think 19, it says, it says, remember not the former things. You know, it says, consider not the things of old. It says, be old, I will do a new thing. The reason why God does not do new things in the lives of people is because they always hold to the past. I mean, they don't let go of the past. They remember the things of old. The Bible says, be old. It says, verse 18, it says, remember not the former things. It says, and neither consider the things of old. If you hold on to the past with unforgiveness, with bitterness, there is no way you can move forward. There is no way you can see something new. A lot of us can't, would never see anything new in our life, in our families. Not because God does not want to do something new. It's because we have refused to let go of the things of old. He says, when you do, you leave them. Paul says, you know, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things that are in front. It says, remember, let's go back to 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 3. It says, remembering without always, that's what it means, without ceasing. This three cardinal thing, faith, love, and hope. And now, 
he brought, you know, if you read in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, he says these three will abide, faith, love, and hope. Now, he's trying to ca characterize it for you to understand how they will abide, how they will remain, these three things that will remain, and how will they remain, you know? He says you must remember without ceasing, you know, work of faith. Faith must go with work. He says... The, the, the labor of love, you say your husband is not doing this, your wife is not doing this, you know. I mean, that love, it's, it's, it's with labor that it produces fruits. It says there must be labor of love and there must be patience and hope. Labor of love and patience in, 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 in hope. But a lot of us just don't understand this bit. Today, I'm going to be dwelling more about the, the works of faith more than any other thing, you know. And so, but you must understand this three cardinal virtue that as a believer, your love must come with labor. It doesn't just happen. It won't just happen, you know. I mean, you have to work hard. No marriage work except you work it. Nothing work, in short, except you work it. You know, for faith, if your faith does not have work with it, it won't work. I don't know if you're following me, if you're getting something. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, so we, 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 we're taking this and we're, we're pushing further. Because we're talking about this, 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 this beat, the patient beat, the waiting beat that a lot of us don't know. That this two, the two aspects. So that when you're going through things in life, at learn to wait. You know, that time that God requires you to wait is because God is doing something. You know, when you are walking... You know, that it's your responsibility. But when you're waiting, it's God's responsibility. It looks like nothing is happening, but something is happening. Because if you run ahead of God, eventually what happens to you is that you get the alternative to the will of God. Because there is always an alternative to God's will. So we talk, when we talk about the aspect, we talk about, I mean, those aspects of faith. You know, because faith is a living force that is drawn from the living word to produce living proof. You know, that's how they say it. Faith, they say, is a living word. Drawn from the in living, is a living force drawn from the living word to produce living proof. And that's the faith that we, the faith that we talk about must produce fruit. It is always beneficial. It's always profitable. Praise the Lord. And so that's the faith that we, we, we are looking at. And we, we, we're going to go at it quickly in James chapter 2. James chapter 2. I'd have loved to read everything to talk about this faith. You know, because a lot of us say we talk about faith so very much, but you see, there is no result in our life. Have you not seen, I mean, I've seen believers and a lot of believers talk so much about faith, but without results. You know, I mean, faith that produces results, that's what we're talking about, that produces proof. That is the faith that we live by. If your faith is not producing proof, then there is, there is a problem. You know, there is a problem. The problem is not always, or is never with God, it's always with our perception, our comprehension of faith. Faith will always produce results. Faith will always produce results. James chapter 2. I mean, I, I, let's read from this. I would have loved to, to do it from the beginning, but, you know, um, we don't have all the time. We'll do, we'll, let's do it from verse 14. It says, this is the faith that, 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 that's profitable that I'm talking about. Now we're talking about the, the, the three expressions of faith. 
and understand the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One of the things that I've discovered in the church is that, I mean, the skill to hear from God, you know, has been relegated. A lot of us don't hear from God again. And that's one, one important skill that you must, you know, I mean, learn. You must grow to know. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 51, verse 1, it says, Akin unto me, you that follow after righteousness and seek after the face of God, that seek God. It says, Akin unto me. In other words, the word Akin means, you know, listen with an intention to hear. You know, I mean, to do, sorry. Listen with an intention to do. That's what Akin means. A lot of us listen, but we don't do. And that's the reason why the kind of faith we see, though, I mean, there's profession of faith all over the country, you don't see the profit of faith in the country, even in the lives of people. Because you listen, not with the intention to do. You just listen, get excited. You have, a lot of us have itchy ears, and you're looking for new doctrine and new revelation, you know, that will just make you feel good. Not because the one you've heard, you have put it to practice. The Bible says, you know, I mean, we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. And this night, I want to believe you will not only hear, but you will do. Amen. And Paul, you know, I'm talking about three expressions of our faith, how we express our faith. And the reason why they are not profitable, you begin to see the three expressions of faith. And the Bible says in the book of James chapter 2, from verse 14, it says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith? And have not works. Can faith save him? He says, you have faith. And I'm going to explain to you, you know, because Paul will tell you how that, you know, I mean, we don't need works with our faith. But James is telling you that you need works with your faith. And is there a contradiction to these things? No. And you see the balance as we go through it quickly, you know. And so he's talking about faith that produces results, that has proof with it. And so he talked about the first faith. He says, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. And one of you say unto them, Depart in peace. Be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful for, to the body. What doth it profit? Someone is hungry. You're saying, Bless you, brother. God, be filled in the name of Jesus. He says, What does it profit? There's no profit in that kind of faith. He says, he says Even so, faith. If it had not works, is dead, being alone. So the first expression of faith that I see here is dead faith. So, and a lot of us express dead faith. Dead faith. Or, let's call it superficial faith. Faith, faith that's just on the surface. Faith that does not bring results. Faith that is only in the lips. Faith that we say. And if you see, he kept saying something. He says, we get verse 18 says, yeah, a man may say. You see, may say. So this is a faith that is only that we only talk about. We say. But understand this before I go on. We're talk, now, I mean, the first expression of faith is dead faith. Now, as I go on, listen to this. There's two, you know, I mean, two, uh, the, um, two how do I put it? Two, two sides to faith, if I would say. Because faith is very, very, very dynamic and you must understand. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 9, from verse 10, it says, If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says, Thou shalt be saved. Is that not so? You know, yes, I mean, let's say two dimensions to faith, two dimensions of faith. You know? Now, the first dimension of faith is the speaking. 
And the second dimension of faith uh, is to believe in. Now, if you believe without speaking, you won't get born again. If you speak without believing, you won't get born again. The two dimensions of faith must be at work for salvation to happen. Bible says, if thou shalt confess with your mouth the lordship of Jesus or the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that's when you'll be saved. And so what we have now is majorly, I mean, a faith that speaks, not faith that believes. Because believing is much more than just thinking or accepting it. Believing is action. Believing is action. And so we're talking about this faith, the dead faith or superficial faith. And you must understand the characteristics of this dead faith. And the dead faith is a counterfeit faith. It's not a true faith. It lures you to the false confidence of eternal life. It makes you believe you're born again. It makes you believe, you know, that was what happened in the book of Matthew. Is it 7, verse 21 or so? It says, and they, they will say unto me, you know, what we cast out demons in your name. We did wonderful works in your name. They, they had, it was just a speaking faith, a counterfeit faith. And they thought they had resort with it. He says, and but he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I know you not. You see, it lures you to that, that aspect that you feel that it gives you that false confidence that you're born again. Why? It's just in your mouth. It's not in your action. It's an intellectual faith. It's only the faith in the head. You know, a lot of people mental assent a lot. They accept God in the head. You don't accept him in the head. You accept him in the heart. Bible says, if thou shalt believe, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You know, if you confess with your mouth without believing in your heart, you won't get any result to the faith. It's a counterfeit faith. It's a dead faith. Praise God. You know, and that's what God was talking about here. He was talking about that dead faith. This faith is the faith that's brought a lot of us to deception. I mean, I don't have the time. I would have told, shown you how, I mean, seven ways how we deceived us. We deceive ourselves according to scripture. The Bible says, you know, be not deceived. God is not mocked. You know, seven ways we deceive ourselves. And it's very important as, as believers to understand that. Because a lot of us are deceiving ourselves. But we don't know we are deceiving ourselves. Hallelujah. So we talk about dead or superficial faith. This faith is only intellectual. And now going on, it says, verse 18 says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. Did they say it? There is a faith that shows, a faith that has results. It says, A man may say, It's not just the faith that speaks. They must walk hand in hand. Because if you don't speak, in Hebrews 3, verse 1, it says, Having uh, I mean, uh, wherefore only brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of, your, of our profession. The word profession there is the same word confession. So don't think that I'm saying don't speak faith. Because it's very possible you think I'm saying don't speak faith. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I mean, your confession must go hand in hand with your believing. It says, consider the, the apostle and the high priest of our confession. The word profession is the same word, confession, Christ Jesus. Why did he say that? He said that for a reason. In other words, Christ is the high priest over confessions. 
You know, when you go, I mean, I, I had uh, my, my, my tailor come to my hotel to take my measurement, you know, and, and give him some materials to sew for me. The tailor can only sew according to the material that I give to him. Huh? The same way God cannot do anything in your life except for the words that you bring to him. You know, your, 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 your future is going to be the reflection of the words that you speak. The words you believe that you speak. So I'm not saying confession, confession has its place. Powerfully it has its place. So that's what I'm saying. But here we're talking about, I mean, faith that only says, that has no action to it. Some people want to become billionaires. They want to become all that. They have those vision. But you see, they are doing nothing for a start. You know, I mean, it's good to sow seed. It's good to do all that. But God needs you to do something. Do you know what the Bible says? It says, God will bless the works of your hand, not the words of your mouth. It's the works of your hand. That's the reason why the people outside there, they do better than us in the church. Because we don't have works for God to bless. So that's counterfeit Christianity. This faith works. So there is superficial or dead faith. And I said this faith is only intellectual. It's only, I mean, that's what it is. In the head. Now, Paul writes and says, Yeah, a man say that I, I uh, say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God and doest well. The devil also believe and tremble. The second kind of faith is demonic or devilish or super, superstitious or satanic faith. Demonic faith, the second kind of faith, expression of faith. And this one, you know, you can easily be deceived with demonic faith. I said the first is dead faith. Now, the Bible talks about the devil. It says, you believe. It says, thou believest that there is one God. In other words, what it's telling you is that the devil is not an atheist. The devil is not agnostic. If you think, if you're looking for the devil and you're looking for someone that does not believe God, and that's why a lot of us are deceived, whether by, by, by churches and prophets and all this, because of course they are not atheists. You know, it's just like a lot of us are looking at I me. Mean, if you read, if you do an, an exegesis on the book of Matthew chapter 7, you understand what I'm saying. Some of us believe, you know, a lot of us are looking for, for uh, false prophet on the altar. So you're looking for, no, no, no. Stay far from looking for false prophets. Bible says they are like wolves in sheep clothing, not wolves in prophet clothing. The people that will deceive you are sitting amongst you. Ah, at age 40, you are not married. You're waiting. Huh? You're waiting. Just go and get pregnant for a man. Uh -huh. The church will forgive you at, at, at whatever age. You're still saying this thing. Your mate is doing, they are doing uh, fraud. And they are making it. You're still staying and saying you don't have a job. Just join them. You know, the people that will tell you, it won't come from the altar most of the time. It says they are wolves, not in prophet clothing, in sheep clothing. So you, 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 you must begin to understand scripture. So we're talking here about demonic faith or satanic faith or superstitious faith. The first is dead or 
you know, uh, um, superficial. The second is demonic. Now look at this, the characteristic of demonic faith. The Bible says, Thou believest that there is one God and do as well. The devil also believe and tremble. You see, the first one is just intellectual. Demonic faith is both intellectual and emotional. You see somebody in church and say, ah, before they say, yeah, ma, 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 oh, they start crying. Their character outside does not show all these things. Because there's emotion to the faith does not make it genuine. The Bible says, the devil, look at what it says. It says, the devil believe. He's not an atheist. And not only believe, he trembles. He trembles. There's some people you hear the word of God. Ah, before we start praying, ma, 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 You know, not like it has changed anything. You're still camping a girl in the house. You're still sleep. You know, I mean, that, that teaching and doctrine of holiness, you have not comprehended it. You've not comprehended the doctrine of holiness. So it's not by the shaking in the church. Because one of the things that I've discovered is, you see, we, we have become activity-based instead of fellowship-based. God is not interested in activities as much as he's interested in fellowship. And when I talk about fellowship, one first and foremost, fellowship with the, with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion, the fellowship or the deep sharing with the Holy Spirit. A lot of us don't have it. Some of us sing in the choir. We don't have that fellowship before. You know, it's all about giftings that we display but we don't have it. The Bible says about David, like I said about Pastor um, Shola, you know, it says, he fed them with integrity of heart, that's character, you know, and he led them by the, by, by, by the skillfulness of his own charisma. Character and charisma go together. Don't get one and leave the other. But you know, character is more important. You see, a man that has character can build skill or charisma to it. But a man that has just skill, giftings without character, you know, it will be difficult to sustain it. So David had both of them. And that's why when David sins, immediately, David never commits the same sin twice. He repents immediately. That's what the Bible says, you know, I mean, he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But he that confesseth and forsake, learn to get to the place where your, your life, you know, the life of holiness, you know, it brings a, about a lot of prosperity. So there is what we call demonic faith. And it's expressed in the church. A lot of people are emotional. When you see them, you think they are Christians, but after a while. Now, the reason is because it's only intellectual and emotional. But Paul now began to talk about the third kind of faith, the divine faith, the dynamic faith, the spiritual faith. And I started talking about it. After he says, but without no, verse 20, all vain men that faith without work is dead, was not Abraham a father justified, justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? I mean, we're discussing myself and Pastor Shola, I mean, this evening, and I said something uh, when I read Genesis chapter 22, I think verse 12 or so, you know, and I, 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 the day I got this revelation a long time ago, it changed me. It says, this is God talking to Abraham. I, I, I used to think God was omniscient in a way that I couldn't explain it. But this thing made me sit down a little bit. Because the way we think God is omniscient, some people say, you know, if you're born again, 
God knows the number of people he has written that. No, let's, not, let's not just go to some very deep things uh, today. <laughs> anyway, look at what the Bible says. It says, and he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad. This is God. Telling Abraham, don't kill your son. This is what Paul, um, um, James was trying to explain here. He says, he says, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know. You know, that scripture, you know, it took me back a little. God is saying, now I know. Are you telling me God didn't know before that Abraham was going to kill his son? God is saying, you see, your action is the proof of your faith. Is the proof of your belief. That action you put to it. When we talk about love, if you're not able to forgive, then you can't say you love. Is your action that is the proof of your faith. He says, God is saying to him, he says, now I know. I mean, are you telling me God didn't know before? God is saying, now I know that thou fearest God. So God didn't know that Abraham feared him before. You see, tests, when they come your way, there are tests that come your way that is only to prove a thing. That, you know, that, that's why the Bible talks about that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of silver or gold that perishes. I will always say, you see, in life, there are two storms that will arise in your life. And when those storms, they arise, understand the place of those storms. You know, there is what we call the correcting storm or the perfecting storms. The Bible said about Jonah, Jonah sinned against God. And when Jonah sinned, you know, God told him, go to Nineveh and preach. He said, no, 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 I'm going nowhere close to Nineveh. But you need to read about, I mean, the people of Nineveh to understand why he didn't want to go there in the first place. He was not just being stubborn. He had a reason why he didn't want to go there. And he knew that God was merciful and God was going to forgive them. So he didn't want to go there. He wanted, he, 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 Bible said he fled from the presence of God to Tashish. I pray that you won't flee from God's presence for anything. And a lot of us do that. A lot of when, when somebody sins, you make, you make a mistake, you do something wrong, you begin to run away from God. The Bible says, without, without go from my presence. Or, you know, without will you go from my spirit. He says, if you go into to hell, he says, he's there. You know, so he ran from God's presence. And Bible says, a storm, give us Jonah 1.3. Quickly, so that I can round this up so that I can understand divine faith that I'm talking about. I says the dead faith has, has just intellect. The second one has intellect and emotion. So we're talking about the divine faith, the spiritual faith. That we the faith to live by. That's the faith that you live by. But in Jonah, he says, But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the this, you know, when I saw that, I shook from never run from God's presence. The presence of God is what makes a man. The Bible says God was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. The presence of God is what brings about prosperity. You know, the Bible talked about David. He says, I mean, he says, and the Lord was with him and he went forward. The Lord of hosts, he says, he went forward. He became great because the Lord of hosts, the over, the, the over support was with him. That's why he went forward. Never run from God's presence. He says, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and found a ship to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And the next verse says, but the Lord sent out a great wind. Now, I talked about two storms that will arise, that arises in the life of people. Now, the first one is, is, is called the correcting storm. The second one is called the perfecting storm. Now, when we are the ones that make the mistake, 
God sent a correcting storm. This storm was to correct, to correct Jonah. It was God that sent it. There's some things that happen in our life is because God wants to correct us. Some of us don't know it's a correcting storm. And when the storm happened, they did everything to stop the storm. Nothing happened until Jonah was corrected. That storm didn't change. In this, what we call the perfecting storm, the Bible talked about Jesus Christ, that he was sleeping in the boat and there was a boisterous wind. And Jonah rose, the disciples looked at him, he was sleeping, and they went to him and said, Master, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And you know what he did? When he woke up, he says, Peace be still. And the first thing he questioned was their faith. He says, Where is your faith? That faith, that storm arose just to mature them, just to perfect their faith. That's why he says, Where is your faith? Because this thing was, it happened so that you can put your faith to work. I have told you that we are going to the other side. There is no storm big enough that can sink us. I was talking about an aspect of faith that we don't know, hearing from God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. A lot of us don't hear. We have what we call presumptuous faith. We just, we just feel and we just do. No, 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 no. This faith has got not, no feelings to it. It gets, it's got only hearing to it. The Bible says, you know, my sheep, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. There is a hearing. You will hear God. This faith that we're talking about, it comes by hearing. It was God that told Abraham, kill your child. Some of us, we look at some people, they have a testimony. When they tell you the testimony, God told me to do this, to sow my car, to do this. And they did and they got profits from it. And you, because... Oh, they did it. Let me do the same thing. Ananias and Sapphira, you saw others doing it. You know, instead of you to do it the right way, hear from God. God might be saying, not your car, your house. He might be saying something else. He might be saying, just wait, nothing now. There is that faith. When there's some things that happen in your life, is to perfect your faith. And some to correct you, the storms, understand? So we're talking about this divine faith. He was talking about Abraham. He talked about Rahab. This faith has action to it. This faith does not only affect your, your intellect. This faith does not only affect your emotion. This faith affects your will. You know, when you get to a place and say, I will arise and go to my father. Not, I will arise and go to my father, and you stay. You arise and you do it. I will forgive. No, 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 no. It's not going to be, I'll do it tomorrow. Now, Bible says, now faith is. It's instant, immediately. That person has, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone has done to you. It doesn't matter what has happened in the church. You know the reason I, I like saying this? You know the reason why some people don't come to church? Uh, I, I know it doesn't happen much here in, in Nigeria. You know, yeah, no, 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 I don't come. I'm not, I'm not going to black church. Of course, all of us are black. Yeah, majority of us are black. And you hear things like, I don't I want to go to, I mean, the Caucasian church. I want to go to a white church. I don't know. No, no. They talk too much. They gossip too much. They do this too much in a, in a black church. In a church. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm tired of church. I'll do church online. No pastor can pastor you online. You know, you can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't be a member of a church online. It has to be, you have to be present. Do you know the reason why? The church is an hospital. It's a hospital. You know, and it's not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sick people. 
You know, and as the word of God comes, there's transformation. God wants to transform us. He doesn't want us to conform. He wants us to transform. And so, you know, when you come to the church, that's when somebody, I always say, it will step on your toes. You are in a department. That's when maybe your, 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 your leader is difficult. Is this, is that. And a lot of us, a lot of people will leave a department, that choir leader, I don't want to be with that person. That person is just terrible, you know, you know or look for a place somewhere else. Instead of you staying there, God brings some difficult leaders to you to mature you at times. You know, if, you know, you're talking about, a lot of us pray and say, Father God, give me, give me patience. You know, is that not what we say? And you, when you read scriptures like Romans 5, 3, it says, tribulation produces patience. He works. So trouble, if you don't meet someone that troubles you, patience cannot be produced. Some of us say, you want to love. Since the love of Christ is shed abroad in my heart, Father, I want to love. God will not bring loving people. He will bring difficult people to you. You know, so that you would know whether you truly have love. You know, because, you see, the, the fruit is to be produced. And that's why, I mean, I don't have the time. I've talked about, I mean, the difference between, I mean, what Paul said and what James said, meant. You know, because Paul was talking about a faith that knows, that is an insight, that is foundational, that, that is a root that nobody sees. James was talking about a faith that is a show. He says, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you. It's not a knowing faith he was talking about. It was a showing faith. Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. It's not a faith, you know, that, 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 you know, it's, it's foundational. It's a faith that is an edifice, a building. That somebody, no, most people don't, you don't like, you don't want to see foundation. It's foundation. You're meant to build on it. That's what the Bible says. It's an add to your faith. Build on your faith. You, you see, you, you, you are to add to it. That's how it's meant to work. This is the faith that you live by. For your faith to produce results, it's not just going to be in your head. It's not just going to be by your emotion. By, you know, if the church, if we can stand up, we don't know how much of God's blessing that is upon our life. You want to start a business. Listen hard, and that's why we miss it. The business might not go well initially. It might look like it's dying. You just speak to God. Listen to God. You know, God is doing something. Let God walk. You do everything that God says you should do. And before long, a lot of us have character, but we don't have the charisma to show for it. That's the skill. Begin to build up skills. If what David had was just integrity of art, there's no way he would have killed Goliath. He needed the skillfulness of hand. He was skilled in using the sling. He was skilled in using the sword. That was the reason why he was able to kill Goliath. If he had, but you see, God already had given Goliath to them. He says, one of you will put a thousand to flight. Two of, so when David saw Goliath, he said, but he's not one of us. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is, you know, putting us to flight? He says, no, I'll go against them. But if that's all they had, some of us need to add certification upon certification, skills upon skills, you know, to the things that we're doing. Look at where you are today. Examine yourself. This faith is for living. You put little effort and God, we, 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 we double it. You know, the world, they put no effort and they get result. You know, they, they put a lot of effort to get the result that you get when you put a little bit. And in closing, we're talking about this faith. Look at what, what in, in, in Psalm 43 yeah, 44 from verse 2. Let's read. 
Because I believe so much that this church is a possessing church. The Bible says, upon Mount Zion, uh, uh, there will be deliverance and there will be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. And the household of David, we possess, you know, when, 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 when Obadiah was saying it, it was futuristic. He says, and the house of Jacob. But now, the house of David has possessed this possession. And so, walk from that perspective. He says, how this Look, look, at, look, look at this as we close. It's our, because it's a communion service. And as we take communion, I want us to go with this mindset. You know, communion is the last joker that God always uses. When God wants to change anything, he uses communion. He uses the breaking of bread. It's, it's always God's joker. You see, in the Garden of Eden, when that's where communion started, a lot of us probably don't know. In, in Genesis 3 verse 21, the Bible talked about when Adam sinned. The, the, the joker God had was to kill an animal. That's where communion started from. He killed an animal and he covered them with it. You know, it was showing us the, 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 the covering of communion. You know, he covered them with it. And, you know, he instituted it officially when Moses, you know, instituted Passover. He instituted it. You know, God used nine plagues. He didn't bring about a result. But God does not use the ten one and he fails. And that is communion. That's what we are about to do today. It does not use it and it fails. God tried everything. He brought the law. He brought the prophet. He brought everything. He couldn't redeem humanity. But when he brought the communion in Jesus Christ, when his body was broken, he didn't have to do any other thing. Communion is his last joker. And it would always, you know, if you play card game, when you have a joker, you know, I mean, joker can do anything, anytime. That's God's joker. You know, look at what it says. It says, how this stuff. Let's, let's read from us one, and, and, and we're close. It says, it says, we've heard with our ears. And, you know, a lot of us, some of us, all, the, the, you know, there are three, three aspects to, to fellowship with God. Hearing, you know, seeing, and handling. In John 1, it, talks, it says, that which we have heard from the beginning, which we have seen, which our eyes have looked upon, which we have handled our hand. Some people stay in the place of just hearing and, see, and, and, and that faith does not do anything to you. You know, Job thought he knew God. And at the time, he was angry and was asking God questions. God asked him a lot of questions. And you see, in, 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 in Job, just leave that there. In Job 42, 5, he says, I've heard of thee by the hearing of the year, but now my eyes have seen thee. You see, hearing of God, a lot of us know God by information. But tonight, by communion, we know God by acquaintance. It's a difference. We know him. He says, we have heard with our ears. Oh God, our Father have told us what thou didst in the days, in the times of old. And that's where a lot of us are, like Gideon. Gideon says, where be all that the miracles? If God be God, like they've told us, where be all the miracles? You know, they've heard. When you hear, it's only the story of Pastor Shola and, you know, people around that you talk about. You don't have your testimony of your own because you have not encountered God. He says, verse 2 says, how this how thou didst drive out the Eden with thy hand. You see, it was God doing everything. And plantest them, and thou, thou that didst afflict the people and cast them out. And look at verse 3. It says, for they got not the land. In, you don't get anything in possession because you have the fights. It says it's not by their own swords. You don't get anything in possession. You don't get any possession. 
He says, they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arms save them, but thy right hand and thy arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast a favor unto them. You know, when the favor of God is at work, and it's going to be at work by communion. I want us to stand up on our feet. By the communion we are taking today, the favor of God is at work. The favor of God is at work. The favor of God is at work. And I, just, I just want to just lift up your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Mason Tolishanti that I grakasunti bash Libran the city Brababasha Kida Landa Santa Barusha Diaras. Lina Maruzin de Gaya Barikain Tilabrea Toshadi Arabas. Lena man the zone de brababalonshan de yadido no groans and dida gera sharada. Likombri gaina zinaman the londe bradi sharada. Likanida barus and taloro shantiara. Alla tonda zanda gera brown de gera. Lido grown the zanta barricon jariadabasara. Lido no groans and dida gaidi brakeda yandida. Lina marom the zanta barricon the sharida. Lida barrique yarons adida barababa. Lina mando sinkida. Abreolosha, Akea Rababasa Tarababa, Lena Maroons, Adira, Sharira, Alana Gronda Satigaba, Aligombre, Gaydo Rusaraba, Alande Yandida Baron Shagaria, Ange Arido Lonsaria Barababanda Yakira, Linda Grindo Lonsandiraba, Ladonda Grenda Lonsandira Baria La Sharada, Akea Rababalonda Santa Yadira, Lia Pam de Brialosada, Akeina Riolonda Shara, Ayena. Baronda Satinaba, Lina Baranda Sadiera, Akongira Barababa, Lina Manon Santiera, Ina Marica Tolo, Baronda Santanabara, Lataina Banda Sadira, Eyerababa, Ina Ron Sadigaba, Alagaina Baronda Santanara, Alanda Gonda Sadara, Akide Brababala, Antonda Satiera Bababa Sadaras. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.